Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. It's been a good week. Hope it's been a good week for you. But with all weeks, there are challenges, and my challenge this week was being a chaplain at a jail and one that houses juveniles. Of course, juveniles have to be in school. But the point is, not all juveniles want to learn, whether in jail or out of jail. Many of them don't even see the reason why they're going to school. What am I going to use this for? When am I ever going to use it? Why do I need to know about a bunch of dead old white guys who wore wigs? Or why do I need to know what the sum of the squares of a triangle are? Or any of those things. Of course, for those of us that are older, we realize all the things that we learn when we're younger, at some point, they probably played a part in our life and how we got around. But this week took another different term. These kids are not really in control of their destiny, and I'm not really in control of their destiny. The courts are. They'll either be tried as adults or tried as juveniles. They all have federal charges, and those rules are different than state charges. But the point is that they don't control the outcome. Now, they thought they did because when I listen to these guys, they think they're tough and they can take on the world and they don't need nobody and they got everything they need. And I remember feeling that way partially, but not always. I guess I've always sensed that I needed other people. But they've run into a brick wall that realizes they're not in control. And then I was speaking with another person this week, and it was the same thing over again. Their real frustration is they're not in control. They're not in control of as much as they used to be. They're not in control of their body as much anymore. They're not in control of their choices because they need help, and they're relying on other people and the choices they make. And then it all culminated when we went to church today, and what was the sermon on? It was on lies that we tell ourselves, and one of the lies is that I'm in control. Or as the preacher said, somebody says, how's it going? I've got everything in control. And we all know we can chuckle at that, because how many of you out there really have anything in control at all? And that got me to thinking about this week's episode and what I would talk to you about in the episode. So let me say, first of all, I hope you can follow along because this is going to be a hodgepodge of a lesson based on some things that was said in the sermon and some things that I teach when I teach a class and then just some three summations that I think will help you in general in life. Now, don't be thrown off because of the fact that I'm coming from a Christian perspective. Please listen to these ideas, and I believe if you put them into practice, no matter what your philosophy are, is or what you are doing, you can find a way to use these things. Because the truth of what I'm about to tell you is true for anyone, irregardless of their philosophy or their belief, Christian or not. So, here we go. Like I said, this has been a week about control and who's in control. And the preacher started off the sermon with that idea of the lie we tell ourselves that we've got it all under control, and we don't. We're sort of like the guy that has his finger in a hole and his other finger in a hole and a toe in a hole and a toe in a hole and his nose in a hole. And you've seen that cartoon. And then there's another hole. Yeah, I had it under control until I got that extra 
hole over there. And that's sort of how life goes is we put all our life into it and we've got things stuck everywhere and we're in control because it's holding together and that next one leak pops out and the floodgates open because when we go to try to solve that hole, we lose contact with another hole and contact with another hole and pretty soon all the holes are pouring out and we're overwhelmed. So I think first I want you to tell you what he told us. He said, God is in control. Now, all of us believe that somebody or something's in control, whether we believe it's ourself or we believe someone else. But in reality, let's say that it's someone else, God or whoever you may choose, there's somebody else in control besides us. And I want you to understand that because I'm not the one pulling the strings. As the preacher said this morning, I'm not God. So therefore, I'm not in control. Well, you're not God of everything, whether you believe in a God or not. You don't control everything. You can own your own business, and you don't control the prices the suppliers give to you, which then you give on to the consumer. And you're the consumer, and you can't tell the guy that's selling it what he has to sell it for because you don't know what he had to buy it for. And you may think they're making too much money, but they're really not. So I've told my kids all along, even if you're in business for yourself, there's someone else that's in control besides you. Everything in life is a partnership. And so I really like that he started out by that fact of saying, are we really in control? And for a Christian perspective, of course, the preacher said, God is in control, and I'm not God, so therefore I'm not in control. And, you know, there's a lot of people that just can't stand it when they're not in control. So keep that in mind. You're not in control. So if you're not in control, who is in control? Well, I teach a class and I talk about the self-talk that we tell ourselves. You know, like you're stupid, you're dumb, you should have known not to do that, you knew it didn't work out last time. You know the things that you play in your own head over and over again. And I say that the focus or locus of control is where you put that self-talk. In other words... When you talk to yourself, you talk to yourself in one of three categories of where the control comes from. And the first is, it's all my fault. Everything that's ever happened in the whole world is my fault, and it's falling apart because of it, because it's all my fault. I could just be better if I were only better. It's almost like the Ernest Goes to Camp movie, and he hates getting shots. And if you've never seen that movie, he goes in to get the shot that he needs his vaccination, and she starts towards the knee, needle towards him. He goes, I kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. I'm Joseph Mingla. And he starts telling all these things about all these bad people and bad things he's done just so maybe he won't have to take the shot. But he got the shot anyway. But it was all his fault. Well, then the next one is, it's all someone else's fault. It was the teacher's fault. She gave the assignment out too late. It was the parents' fault. They were too strict. They were too lax on me. It was the church's fault. They didn't teach me enough. They didn't love me enough. It was society's fault. They didn't give enough opportunities. They didn't, whatever you want, it's always someone else's fault. And then there is a third category when you tell yourself, well, I knew it wasn't going to work out anyway. I never win anything. I just don't have any luck at all. Or it was just fate. It just happened that way. So that's the third locus of control. It's fate or luck. I really have nothing to do with it. The gods have nothing to do with it. Nobody has anything to do with it. It's just luck. 
I happened to be standing in the wrong place at the wrong time, and the bird flew over and pooped on my head. If I'd have been two feet over, but it was just fate that I was standing at that point at that time. And so these are the locuses of control. I hope you see by now that I'm not trying to tell you you shouldn't try to control anything because it's either going to be somebody else's fault, your fault, or just dumb luck or fate. I hope you also see, whether you're a Christian or not, that there is a source outside of you that does have control and that you're not in total control of everything or everyone around you. You, in a way, the Stoics are right, the only thing you control is your Self. I teach my new cadets going to work in a jail that they all have buttons that can be pushed and that the inmates will try to figure out what those buttons are so they can push them in order to manipulate to get what they want. The government's been doing that forever to you. They push your button by putting social media and news out and horrible stories and horrible consequences that are going to happen if you vote this way or vote that way, and they're pushing your emotional buttons. So, how do we get back in control? I would say you give yourself to something bigger and wiser and more substantial than yourself. Now, that would be a philosophy of life, and that would be, some people would say, a spirituality or a religion. In my case, as I've told you, it's the Christian. And so, I like the idea that God is in control. And because He knows what is best and good and right, even when I mess up, He can be there to help me take back control of what went wrong. Or he can help me begin to steer and control myself in a new direction. But that means I have to be attached to something. I have to, as the preacher said this morning, abide in some place. And I wonder, the world today, most people don't abide in any one given philosophy or worldview. And I think that's part of the problem and to why we feel so out of control, because we don't feel there is any control, and so we just give up on all of it. But we have to abide in something that we believe in, that we practice, that we choose to do. And for me, I choose to abide in God. The second thing is we have to love. We have to love and let other people have the right to do the wrong thing and then help them find the right thing. Being loving is not making laws and rules and beating people into submission, because God never did that to us. He simply, according to my belief, sent His Son, and He lived out the truth before us, and it was so different and looked so winsome and looked so well that people were just naturally drawn to it, and that's what we need to do, because we can control our perception, our attitude. We can control what we choose for good or bad. We can control looking at other people with hope or with disdain because we're motivated by love. And then the third thing is prepare and proclaim. What are you proclaiming with your life? Are you proclaiming you got it all together? There's no loose ends. You totally have it in control. You know that's not true. And you know everybody around you knows it's not true because they've seen you lose it. They've seen you be almost depressed. They've seen you with a bewildered look in your eyes or that thousand-yard stare. And they know better than that. But what you can do is be prepared for those moments that come out of left field, as they say, because you're grounded in the fact that you don't control anything except your attitude. 
and your perceptions and your actions that come from those attitudes and perceptions. So this week, as you go through life, I hope you will throw away this idea that you are in control, or maybe it's not you feel you're in control, you just feel you have to control it. And I really got to ask you a question on that one. How many things have you been in control of and they still went in the ditch because the person on the left or the right or in front did something that you never expected to be done and you had to go another way and ended up in that ditch? So let's give up on the idea that we're in control. We are not the Lord of everybody else. We are not their God. We are an example of the God we serve. It's up to them if they choose to follow that nexus of control, or they may choose a different one. But everybody needs to realize the only thing we control is ourselves in our choices, our attitudes, and our actions. And that can be influenced by many different things. For me, I hope I'm more influenced by my love for God and His Son Jesus and their love for all mankind that helps me be controlled towards that end. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.